get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Michelle, I'm Randy. Good to have you with us on 101 ESPN. And we go now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Eric Edholm covers the NFL for Yahoo. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. And he tweeted yesterday, I completely forgot that Tory Holt played for the Jaguars for a year. <laughs> hey, uh, Eric, first of all, good to have you with us. Second of all, I'm in St. Louis and forgot that. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. And I, you know, it was like 2009, I want to say, or something. And I, I must have just spaced out for that entire year or something because Tory's one of my favorite receivers to watch play back in the day. And, man, I just that, that did not uh, burn into my brain at all. Well, speaking of the Jaguars, Eric, Leonard Fournette gets released. Where do you think he's going to land, and what happened in Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, uh, he went unclaimed, which obviously tells you a lot. Of, you know, people, the teams were not ready to take on that contract. They couldn't get a, you know, a bag of peanuts for him in a trade. And, and it, it's not that Leonard Fournette isn't good enough to make a team, right? I mean, I, I think you'd say he's one of the you know, 64 best running backs in the league, but you know, there were questions about his commitment level, you know, sort of his, his focus and his attitude there, the, mostly last year. You know, there were questions about his contract. Now he's turned around and filed agreements against the team. So there obviously was some bad blood to begin with. You know, but this is, a, you know, a player who had a 225-yard rushing game last year, caught 60-something passes. So he, he's obviously good enough. And there was a message yesterday sent out by his, his camp that he's, not really looking to cash in, which is a good thing. I mean, I think he can use this as sort of a prove-it year, but when you start lining up the teams who might need his services, I don't think the, le- the, the list is super long because you know, teams these days feel like they can get a mid-round pick and, and plug him in and have him you know, produce in the run game, and you can find a specialist who can be a pass catcher, a third-down guy. It's hard to find a spot. I will say that the Philadelphia Eagles did a lot of work on him coming out and they were looking at big backs this offseason. So that's one team that I've kind of had in the back of my head. Maybe the Saints, if something happens with Kamara, but I don't really think it will. I just don't think it's a super long list. Maybe the Bears, if if they're worried about Montgomery's health. So hard to say right now. There aren't a lot of natural landing spots. Eric, if you could tell us one thing that started the collapse of the Jaguars from being a Super Bowl pick two years ago right now to where they are now, what happened? Here, here's the thing that I think the, the one quote-unquote minor move they made that really, to me, set the franchise back five years minimum was extending Blake Bortles after that AFC championship game, the one that they led 14-3 at halftime, 20-10 to with about 12 minutes to go. You know, Bortles wasn't terrible in that game, but they took the ball out of his hands late. You could tell, you know, they wanted to bleed clock and they didn't trust him to throw the football. There were real limitations. It was almost like the old axiom in scouting is don't lie to yourself, right? Don't 
don't tell yourself that you're okay when you're not okay. And they thought, okay, hey, we've got this great defense. We've got Fournette. We've got other pieces. He can be he can be fine, and we can still win with him. And that was the biggest mistake. And obviously, you could say taking Fournette over Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes ultimately was, you know, the the, the biggest non move they made, but. You know, it was it was extending Bortles in my mind and convincing themselves that he was good enough that really I think set the franchise back. And all of a sudden, you're having to sell off pieces on defenses. It's really hard to keep a defense intact for more than two or three years in this league. Pay everybody. You know, the Vikings have sort of done it, but not many others have. So I really believe that was the move that that sent them down this path. Eric, I feel like if we're talking NFL, we have an obligation to ask you about Brady and Belichick. So I just want to know, <laughs> yeah. in your opinion, who do you think is going to have more success this season, Belichick with New England or Tom Brady with Tampa Bay? It's so fascinating, right? I mean, Brady, of all off seasons for Tom Brady to switch teams, right? I mean, the pandemic and everything that's been, you know, limited with the players this this off season. You know, he's having to go to parks and you know evade cops and stuff to to work out until he gets to training camp and. You know, it should be a good match with Bruce Arians, who wants to throw the football, and they've got good receivers and tight ends and everything. I mean, it feels like it should work. But the limited run-up time, even for a vet like Tom, it takes time to build that chemistry. Then again, you have Belichick switching completely style-wise to a guy like Newton. But you hear him talking about Cam and how hard a worker he is and how much energy he brings. I think he's really kind of been invigorated by this a little bit. And so... Even though the Patriots offense reportedly hasn't been all that impressive in camp, I think they feel like over time, Cam's playmaking ability is going to suit them fine. So right, right when everybody's ready to bury the Patriots and say, oh, this is the, it's the Bills' time, or maybe the Dolphins can make a run here, I, I still think they're going to win the division. I think Bill, look, it's crazy that he's only won two Coach of the Year awards, I think maybe three at the most, but... This is the, the opportunity for him to win that award again because Brady is gone. They lost eight guys to COVID. You know, I, I just have a feeling the Patriots by season's end are going to be a better team than they were last year. So mm. as tough a division as that South is, I'm going to go with Belichick on this one. Eric Edholm of Yahoo with us in uh, on 101 ESPN with Carriker and Smallman. Eric, I guess Saints fans got a scare yesterday when it was reported that they were considering trading Alvin Kamara. Now he's going to be back at practice today. What's the latest you're hearing on Kamara and the Saints? Yeah, he's had a legitimate injury. This back thing has been kind of flaring up a little bit. He's you know, he's had some some pain management that he's had to you know endure. But you know, I right when I heard the news, I sort of felt like this was more of a sort of scare tactic negotiation ploy that, you know, the Saints, I mean, look, every move they've made this off season, you know, slimming down to only four draft picks, you know, re-signing Taysom Hill for like 10 million bucks a year, you know, keeping their core intact, adding an offensive lineman in the draft is probably going to start. Everything points towards let's make a run at a Super Bowl in Drew Brees' twilight. You know, let's, Let's make sure we have a team this year, possibly next, that can, that can you know, after three years of, of sort of stunning playoff exits, we, we, have a, we have a window here. So trading Kamara, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, even as good as Latavius Murray might be. I, I think they'll end up settling on a deal somewhere in the 12 to $12.5 million range, something like Joe Mixon got only shorter. So I, I just don't feel like 
there's going to be this this trade that everybody's sort of talking about because his value to the Saints, I believe, is higher than it would be to almost any other team in the league. Eric, let's take Joe Burrow out of the equation here. Which rookie yeah. quarterback do you think is going to have more of an impact on their team, Tua or Justin Herbert? Yeah, I mean, those are probably the two guys. I'm, you know, I'm sure there, there might be one or two other rookies like Jalen Hurts if, if Carson Wentz gets hurt. But those are the two that I think that most people feel like are going to have the most starts, the biggest opportunity to start this year, assuming nothing goes crazy with any other team. And, you know, with, with, with the Chargers, I mean, I, I think they have a pretty good setup. They have a nice tight end in, in Hunter Henry. They've helped kind of beef up the offensive line. The skill position talent guys like Keenan Allen, et cetera, have been pretty good. A couple of rookie receivers they added to. So there's not a whole lot of pressure on Herbert out there. He can just go throw it. He's on a team that nobody pays attention to, relatively speaking. The Dolphins, there's a little more pressure in the sense that, you know, those fans endured a year of quote-unquote tanking, even though we know they weren't really tanking. But the concept of this year is going to be bad, next year is going to be more fun, and he's still going to beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, who so far has been the best quarterback in camp. So I love to. I had him ahead of Justin Herbert on my rankings. Ultimately, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be a better quarterback long term. But in the short term, it wouldn't shock me if Herbert ends up having kind of that Drew Lockish performance, maybe a little longer. You know, Locke had five games last year. Wouldn't stun me if Herbert gets eight, nine, ten starts this season and plays pretty well. And then once the focus kind of gets more on him and the pressure ramps up, you know, maybe two is able to catch up next season. So I just sort of feel like Herbert might have a little smoother path, at least uh, in the early going. Hey, Eric, before we let you go, we're going to have Eli Drinkwitz on the show weekly during the season. So we're excited about that. He's obviously got a great personality. But as you cover college football as well as pro, what kind of read are you getting from other people about what Mizzou has in Eli Drinkwitz? Yeah, like just the confidence is is palpable. I mean, he really, I had a few minutes with him. I I chatted with him down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. And, you know, he was kind of giving me some guff a little bit. Like he was busting my chops a little. I thought, I just met this dude like 30 seconds ago, you know. So (laughs) I love that about him, right? And it's a little different than what we saw with Barry Odom. It's a little different than what we saw even with Gary Pinkle, I think. So that's going to be a change. And, and they feel like they can go after any recruit and get them. And they feel like they can put together a really interesting offense when they get their, their pieces in place. So that kind of confidence that, you know, that, that young offensive guru guy who comes in and, and reshapes the whole operation, it's just really different than I think anything Missouri's had in a while. So it'll be fun to see how they kind of put it all together, especially in this crazy offseason. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Hey, I want to give you one fun fact before you go, and that's this yeah. one. With the Rams from 2000 to 2009, Torrey Holt with uh, Terrell Owens in the league, with Randy Moss in the league, with Marvin Harrison in the league, Torrey Holt had more catches, more yards, more first downs than any other receiver in the NFL during that decade. He had six 1,300-yard seasons. No one else had more than four. So if if it's not for the injury, Torrey is easily in the Hall of Fame. But I think being the best among that group for that decade should make him a Hall of Famer. In, in my case for him would be, yes, he had Bruce and, and Falk and, and, you know, Orlando Pace and, oh, by the way, Kurt Warner for that stretch there, Mark Bulger. But what he did after the Rams, you know, that five-year period where they were exceptional, to me, that's what separates him. He, he was able to do it without an ideal situation around him. So you're right. I, I, if he had a slightly longer career, slam dunk. But 
I think he gets in eventually. He's he's a beast. Eric, great stuff. We'll have to do this often during the NFL season if you're up for it. Looking forward to it. See you guys. Thank you. See you later. Eric at home, Yahoo on 101 ESPN. He's fun. Very fun. And I agree with what he said about Coach Drink. That confidence, that personality, it is yeah. palpable. Yeah. Eric's a Mizzou guy. Yeah. So he's he's on board. So if we're wondering, and we, you can tell us because we don't know what you think of the NFL, your NFL. Right. Do you want to hear us talking about the NFL this season? If if you don't, we get it. But we're we're going to take majority rules here. Maybe we should put up a Twitter poll if people want to hear about the NFL. Yeah, I'm just really curious because it is an unusual season with mm-hmm. with the timing of everything and people craving sports more than normal. But I, I just don't know what the appetite for the NFL is here in St. Louis. So you can tell us. You can you can program the show. It's your show today. They have equity in the show. They're shareholders in the show. Absolutely. Coming up, we've got the fight. Yeah, so we say that you have equity, that uh, you're a shareholder, and then I want to fight you. (laughs) Next on 101 ESPN.